Hi. Hi. I'm Evan. I'm Addie. And you are listening to the Speaking English Podcast. The place to be for anyone who wants to watch more movies or read more books, but doesn't know quite where to start. We're here for you. This is episode uh, 144. Wow. For the pod today, we watched A Separation, uh, directed by Asghar Farhadi. And uh, we're going to get into it and talk all about it. I think we're leaning into, we wanted to uh, explore more. And um, so we're checking out an Iranian picture today. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I know that I don't know a whole lot about Iranian cinema and I've like heard about it, but there's, I haven't seen a whole lot. So I think this is a cool one uh, to watch from that perspective, to, to branch out a little. <laughs> yeah this is my the first Iranian movie that i've ever watched so very exciting yeah so we'll get into that in just a second talk all about it but before that how has your week been um my week's been really nice and really easy i was supposed to go back to school this week but monday was a holiday so i didn't have classes and today i had a snow day so i've only gone one day <laughs> um which has been really nice. I guess it's like a nice way to kind of just like ease back into the semester. Mm. Um, but yeah, today was really great. I love having a snow day. There's just like no better feeling in the world than waking up and it being a snow day. And all of my roommates had the day off of work too and everything. So we actually hadn't celebrated like our roommate Christmas yet. Um, so we did that today. We had like an all day Christmas and we played a lot of board games and we made potato soup and opened each other's presents. And it was like a really beautiful, magical day. So oh, yeah, nice. it's like the perfect time to do that. Like on a snow day. Yeah, exactly. It feels like a white Christmas. That's exactly what we said. <laughs> <laughs> it was super, super fun. Yeah. It's been nice. What about you? Awesome. Um, so I got a job this past Yay. week. Um, and I start tomorrow actually. So, so the oh snow God. day, the snow day today meant nothing because I wasn't going to have it off anyways. Oh. So it's like, not that it made it any worse. It was a nice chillaxing day. There's no pressure to do anything productive. Right. Well, congratulations. What is your new job? Yeah. So I, uh, I got hired for, for the season, the spring season to be, a like a yearbook p- photographer, cool. <laughs> like school pictures and stuff. So basically oh my I'm gosh. just going to drive around Southern Colorado and take, uh, student pictures for people. That sounds so fun. How and, did you uh, even like find out about this job? I just saw it up on Indeed. Nice. And I, there was two companies that were hiring, so I applied for both. <laughs> and uh, one of them got back to me, and I interviewed right away because it's like a time sensitive because they're starting up. So I do some training tomorrow. That is awesome! Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm a little nervous because I don't know what the roads are going to be like. I get snowed. Yeah. A lot. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, I'm pretty excited about it. And uh, yeah. it's like for a good length of time too. It's only like a commitment for sure for like the next three months, which I know are going right. to be free. Um, and it'll be nice to be out doing stuff. I don't know. That is seriously so awesome. I'm really excited for you. Yeah, I hope I hope it's cool. I don't like know too much of like to explain about it because I'm really 
not sure myself, but right. uh, we'll find out soon enough. But yeah, I think it'll be pretty cool. Congrats. Amazing. Yeah. So maybe I'll have more uh, stories and stuff to say about that in the coming weeks. We'll see. Nice. Yeah. So I think that's that's the biggest thing I got going on. Awesome. Cool. I don't know if there's anything else to talk about before just getting into this movie. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I didn't make up. I didn't come up with a cocktail for this one. Oh, man. It, it is a bleak movie. It didn't like, feel right. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of thought about it, but I was like, ah, I don't even know. So. Right. I, I think that's appropriate. Um another time but i guess to introduce this one a little bit um i said it won some film festival and i was right it was berlin it won it like swept all the awards at the berlin film festival which i guess it premiered at um and it also won the academy award for international picture oh cool um it was the first iranian movie to do so that's awesome academy awards um and this director asgar Farhadi, actually won that same award uh in 2017 with mm. the salesman i think it's called um so he had continued success even after this one but i think this is the one uh, a separation which we watched today is the biggest one um as far as just like r- rating sites it's always like the highest rated of a lot of stuff um mm. and uh, i guess it's technically not the highest rated iranian movie ever on letterboxd but uh <laughs> There's a couple more that uh, were directed by Abbas Kiarostami, who's uh, another like big name director from a little bit earlier on okay. um, that I was aware of. But uh, yeah, so a separation. It follows a married couple and their separation. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and more events like pop up as a result of that. And I think mm-hmm. it's there's a lot that goes on in this one. Yeah, there really is. Um, what I thought was going to be like the main conflict wasn't at all. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's a, based on like what the synopsis said. Yeah. Some, yeah. Um, I definitely agree. And it was, uh, it, it went to places that I wasn't um, expecting either. <laughs> yeah. yeah for like sure. I wasn't, I was, uh, this movie wasn't really what I was uh, expecting. Same. But uh, what were your overall thoughts of this one? Um, I I loved it. I thought that it was really, really good. And it had me stressed out <laughs> and tense the entire time. Like, it's just really emotional and really kind of a lot. Not at all in a bad way, but I it just... I, I don't know. When we talked about it last week, when we picked this one, I kind of expected for it to be sad and I thought maybe I would cry and I didn't cry and it wasn't as sad as it was well it was really sad but it was also so frustrating and so Mm -hmm. stressful which I wasn't really prepared for going into it but it accomplished that very very well so I really liked it I don't know it was was amazing and just surprising (laughs) yeah better than uh color out of space would you say so much (laughs) better than color out of space (laughs) nice yeah what about um, you yeah i agree it, it it's kind of takes a lot out of you watching this yeah, one, i guess yeah. more than just like it being like sad or anything it's uh investing and uh frustrating i guess yeah it's definitely a yeah good, a good uh way to 
put it. Mm. Um, it's uh, the screenplay I think does super well at um, getting you invested in all of the characters and like definitely like in the drama, but it never really kind of takes anyone's side um, mm-hmm. really in any way. And it kind of leaves it up to you to kind of either it's like pick what, what, what you, who, who you think is right. Or right. I was kind of of the opinion that it's just too hard of a situation to kind, yeah. of, to kind of even say who's right and who's not. Yeah. I really agree with that. Which makes it so like, I don't know. <laughs> I just, crazy well balanced how the screenplay is yeah it's very very nuanced and layered <laughs> yeah like an onion like much like an onion and it makes you cry <laughs> like <an onion. laughs> yeah or or maybe it doesn't i guess <laughs> did you cry no i don't think i ever cried yeah um oh i was gonna say it it um it was kind of like a courtroom drama in a lot of ways. Yeah. I felt like that too, which was surprising. And also it was really fun and interesting to see, um, like the court system kind of of Iran because it was just very, very different. And it, it felt a lot more casual than kind of what goes on here. Like there was a lot of just like authentic conversations between kind of, the, the two sides, I guess, the two competing sides, mm-hmm. rather than like having a lawyer and kind of jumping through all of this red tape and I don't know, going through like an arbitrary system, I guess. Like it was really just like two people arguing in front of a judge a lot of the movie. Yeah, it was pretty crazy to see that, like, and just also that it's all going down just in a room. Yeah. And so, yeah. it, well, the, at the very end, like the last scene, they had something that was more like uh, what we, we're more familiar with, like a courtroom to be. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting that everything going on beforehand was just kind of there in a room. And I think, as far as like filmmaking goes, is that there's a lot less, it's, <laughs> it's a lot more like restrictive of like where you can put the camera and what you can show mm. um, without kind of, you know, taking away the walls, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was really interesting done how um, a lot of the shots in this, uh, if it's between two characters, like t- two people talking, they're either side by side talking towards someone behind the camera mm. is what it looks like. And then they kind of are sometimes addressing them, sometimes addressing each other or else you just see one person talking to someone else that's, behind the camera so it's i don't know the the way like the shot setup was in this movie was super interesting to me and i think uh very well served mm. for for what he was doing mm-hmm. i have more like filmmaking stuff to get into in a little bit but i still want to talk about the uh the um like the script the screenplay mm-hmm. because i think it's just the way that it was written kind of reminds me or like just my, my emotions watching it remind me of how I felt when we watched uh sympathy for Mr. Vengeance mm. in that it's a really tough watch, but at the same time, there's, you can't really like 
root for one person over another, I guess. Like it's, you recognize and see like the dominoes falling, I guess. Yeah. But uh, you don't, coming away from it, you don't necessarily know like what all could have been different or what you would have done in that situation. So it becomes really frustrating because you don't want things to go down the way that they are, but it's not like an easy solution to it. And I think that that's um, maybe like the biggest thing this is saying is to kind of present a lot of the problems that uh, you see in Iran and um, how there's not really a good solution to it Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases. And sometimes you just gotta, I don't know. There, there is, you can't really do anything. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think that's where like so much of the frustration of watching this movie comes from was just sort of like, man, like, what are they supposed to do? Where is anybody supposed to go from here? And it ends on a very like ambiguous note. Like you don't know the decision that is made for like the final I don't trial, I guess that they're going through. Um, so you don't really get like a whole lot of satisfaction by the end. And it was rough. It was sad. Yeah. I, it feels kind of difficult to talk about because it's such, it covers a lot of really sensitive subjects, um, including like miscarriage and kind of religious beliefs um stigma against like people in poverty like i it just really covered a lot a lot of ground abuse of the elderly like i really <laughs> it went to so many different places um and it's it i don't know that just makes it really challenging to talk about i guess mm. that's fair yeah i guess there was something i was going to i was going to bring up about the um the way that people lie in this movie mm and it's interesting because a lot of stuff isn't revealed there's a couple of things like big things that as the viewer you don't get to see and then when you figure that out it kind of shades your understanding yeah for of sure. other stuff um but even like in these official jurisdiction areas when they're coming up with their story you're watching <laughs> them and you're like that they're not there's not entirely no one's really being entirely truthful yeah and there it's almost like you're exaggerating your side a little bit more either ways. And then somehow you got to reach the middle. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of over the course of the runtime. That's what the movie is attempting is to kind of find some sort of middle ground, some sort of area to reach. And I guess what we're left with is that uh, it's not, it's not necessarily that simple. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Which I think is is a crazy um, thing to get out of it because it, in most cases you watch something and you're it, it, when people have such like apparent I guess the problems are so apparent mm-hmm. it's usually pretty easy to point out like like a compromise that can be made yeah where things work out and I think that this one really stands out because it's not really clear what that yeah. would be. It takes you on such a journey back and forth so many times about like who's right or what would be actual justice in this situation. And I love, I loved how slowly it unfolds. Cause I feel like it kind of, 
I I don't know. I definitely felt like I was on one side at one point and then it's revealed. Somebody's lie gets revealed and then I'm like, oh man, now I'm on the other person's side. But then it's like, but even if that person was lying, this other person like needs the win a little bit more. Yeah. So, like, like, what does it actually look like? What does fairness actually look like in this scenario? regardless of who's lying, but then another big lie is revealed. And then I'm like, oh man, yeah. it's over. <laughs> I don't, I went through thoughts like that so many times. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> quite interesting. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as far as like how well this is written, I think it's got to be, one of the best screenplays. <laughs> yeah. I really I don't I don't know. I liked how like conversation heavy it was, I guess. I really liked hearing them argue with each other. Maybe I don't I don't know if I actually want to say I liked hearing them argue with each other because it was so stressful and off-putting how many arguments, really tense arguments happen in this movie, but yeah. it was only that stressful because it was so real. It was so authentic and really just well written. Mm, yeah, I agree for sure. Um, and I guess the point that I'd go on to say is that like um sometimes I have problems with movies that are like super talk heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not the case with this one because I think, well, first of all, everyone does a really great performance. I I think all the performances are super uh, well done and believable. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like this still felt like a movie this this it was very well shot and well directed um and i had a couple points i wanted to bring up about that first of all i don't know if this is just a me thing but the way this was shot really reminded me of uh yee mm. which we also watched on the podcast yeah. <laughs> i was like trying to, i was like so as far as like content and like how the how it how it felt watching it i'd have to throw it to mr vengeance um mm. but just kind of the way this sh- was shot um reminded me a lot of of yee Yi specifically mm. um and also like some other east asian uh movies that i've seen um i watched one recently called vive l'amour by uh Tsai ming lang from um taiwan mm-hmm. and uh he he's a lot more like slow cinema, but I think a lot of the shot setups are similar. But I think this one specifically reminded me of uh, Yi Yi because um, Ferrati kind of shoots from far distances a lot. It seems like, and there's usually there's a lot of windows in this. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> that, but like there's so many shots that are just like someone on the other side of of some sort of glass. Mm-hmm. a door or a window yeah. or something yeah and uh i think if i'm not mistaken in ee they had a in like the apartment that they lived in there mm-hmm. was like a number of times where you're seeing someone in a room from like outside or across the way or something mm-hmm. and like that specific type of thing um definitely like felt similar in this one so I'm I'm wondering now, and I just have to watch more Iranian movies because I wonder if that's like consistent, I guess, throughout mm-hmm. the kind of national cinema, or if it's something that's specifically this director. Huh. Yeah, that uh, is interesting. I definitely noticed um the amount of like scenes through windows and through glass and stuff in this movie, but I didn't really connect it to anything that we've watched before. So that's cool to think mm-hmm. about. 
Yeah, just the way that it kind of was shot just reminded me specifically of Edward Yang. Mm. Um, not as much A Brighter Summer Day because that's that was like a different movie for Edward Yang because he was kind of copying someone else's style and then just, in my opinion, doing it better because that's like one of my favorite <laughs> movies ever. But uh, but uh, in, in, in all of his other stuff that I've seen, um, this one definitely reminded me of that kind of style. And I thought it was super interesting, but uh, also in this one, just kind of, there's a lot of um, obstruction of the frame in other ways too. Mm. A lot of shots are like done with a telephoto lens. And then you just have people in the kind of the sides, like someone's arm in the side out of focus, or you'll have deep focus on someone with someone else like blurry in the foreground. There's like a lot of that too. And that also kind of stood out to me a lot. There's, there's like, there's like a clear uh, philosophy of direction in this one uh, Mm -hmm. that I, that I definitely felt. And it seemed, I mean, I'd have to like go further into it to kind of like attribute meaning to it or like, what is it like represent or symbolize or whatever. Um, That's like, that's like thoughts after a second viewing in my opinion (laughs) for me anyways. But uh, it, it definitely stood out. Um, just the way that it's kind of addressed, it's it's almost like from afar, like you're far away from the situation, just kind of peering in mm-hmm. and uh, catching the details. And I think that contributing to that is that we not super often, but there there are like moments that get cut off uh, that we find out about later and are like only revealed secondhand through someone talking about them. Um. Mm-hmm. So it feels very much like, as the viewer, you're kind of isolated from from what's going on. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. There was one like kind of um, like big reveal that like made me like gasp almost. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it like, the thing the thing with the car? Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking about too. Yeah, it was just so interesting that you kind of like saw half of that scene or like the beginning of the car accident and you just didn't know like it was so jarring for that to be revealed to me for some reason like I just sort of like oh my god I never would have had any idea even though yeah. like witnessed kind of that scene I, I can't think of like any other example of a movie doing that like usually with a plot twist I feel like the events that are revealed to you happened like before the movie started or you weren't led into them even kind of. So to like see like the moment when the sort of like twist occurred, but not the twist itself. I, it was just so interesting. It was such a like interesting twist on a way to, to do that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. That kind of reveal really stood out to me. And and that's, yeah. I think kind of what I was talking about, <laughs> about the, um, you don't think much of it being cut off in the moment because there's yeah. a bunch of other moments that kind of get cut off just like yeah. the way that it's paced. You see certain events. Um, and I think it's something about this style that I really like. And I definitely like have also noticed in um, some of the East Asian movies that, that I've seen um, mm. that, I, that this kind of reminded me of in some ways is just the way that information is like presented and kind of just jittery, stuttery, Mm-hmm. In uh, it's not like a smooth telling where um, each event kind of leads into the next. It's you get 
fragments, you know, you have, you have like a, whatever living situation um, and you get shown just little fragments of it at a time. Mm -hmm. So when you're watching it, you're thinking that, you know, why is this specific moment being shown, you know, assuming that, you mm -hmm. know, countless other seemingly inane events have gone down, Yeah, <laughs> but presenting this happening, you know, in the story world, it's like, there's mm -hmm. a reason for it. And then what is it, what is it actually doing? So yeah, that's why slow cinema isn't boring to me, by the way, <laughs> like this one specifically, I wouldn't call slow cinema, Okay, but uh, Simon Lang definitely is. And uh, I feel the same way watching his just his movie the other day. It's like the second or third thing I've seen from him. But uh, that definitely stands out because it's like there's significance here. And then mm -hmm. trying to think of it and then readjust in your own head, you know, how to categorize that information, I guess, and like what it means in the terms of the story. Um, and I think in this one, this uh, separation it does that while still being service level engaging and stressful as far as <laughs> what's the immediate consequences. Cause yeah. I know like the first 30, 40 minutes of the movie, I wasn't really sure where it was going. Cause it was kind of like, yeah. I was first of all, like surprised we weren't seeing more of the wife because mm -hmm. if the movie is a separation. Like yeah. <laughs> I was expecting to get kind of, you know, both, sides of the separation doing their own thing right and that doesn't really come in until much later and so i was kind of confused well maybe not confused but just like curious as to where yeah. it was going yeah me too for sure and then things once do once things do develop it starts accelerating more and more yeah and uh, more little stuff complications get added and, and becomes yeah. uh, pretty overwhelming pretty quick yeah they're never confusing either. Yeah. <laughs> would you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, I would. Confusing would not be like the right word for it, even though it's not clear the entire time what's going on and things keep getting revealed to you. Yeah. You don't, you never feel confused. Hmm. Right. Or maybe just like completely not knowing what's going on. It's yeah. Yeah. It makes sense when like reveals are revealed because it adds the the puzzle piece that helps you understand what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Like and then you're never you're like, like super lost, I guess would be how it Right. Goes. Yeah. But every time something gets revealed, you're like, oh my God, I didn't even know that I didn't know that. <laughs> like, I didn't know that there was still more missing information. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> A good way to put it. <laughs> I didn't even know that I didn't know that. <laughs> and I think those are the, the biggest points that I had that I wanted to kind of uh, mm -hmm. address specifically, like my takeaways after watching it. But mm -hmm. uh, did you want to get into maybe some of like the more specific stuff with it? Sure. Um, <laughs> maybe just like without having to just like assuming that whoever listening would will, will have seen it i guess yeah because i think it would be really hard to kind of recap or just yeah. not, like not fun to listen to to kind of like recap and and recall all the specific twists and turns yeah i agree with that um i really liked how kind of like slowly the the motives of all these different characters get revealed um it felt kind of at first like the 
I, <laughs> I don't know how to really get into this without like providing so much context, but like the guy who's trying to claim that his wife um, suffered a miscarriage because of the other guy, it kind of feels at first like his motive is like solely money. And over the course of the movie, you start seeing more and more that he feels like very oppressed and belittled. And this is almost a way to kind of prove his worth or prove that he, I don't, is a, a person like worthy of justice, just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I liked how slowly like that unfolded and it was just so heartbreaking. Um, And I like how much you kind of get to see the compassion of like the main wife come out because she's kind of introduced as this person who would, you know, up and leave her husband and his father with Alzheimer's and even his daughter, if that's what it came, even her daughter, if that's what it came down to. (laughs) And the longer the movie goes on, the longer, the more you see that's not what she's doing. Like that's not really her intentions. And she has so much um, compassion and sympathy for the other wife of this movie. So I don't know. There's just like a lot of little subtlety, subtle details about each of the characters that come out slowly that I really liked watching. And my other favorite kind of dynamic of this movie was getting to see every interaction between the two daughters of the story. One who's 11 and much younger. Um, they're both just kids who get caught up in a very adult crisis and neither of them can fully understand comprehend at all what's going on. But there's just so many moments where you see like how much it is troubling them, each of them in different ways and how much Mm -hmm. both of them are trying to understand like the full situation and the gravity of it and trying to understand each other too. There's like a couple moments where you see them, sort of make eye contact and be sad for each other and like recognize in this like child, like girlhood way that the other one also needs to be protected in a way that she isn't. And it just, there are just so many players to this movie that make it heartbreaking, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think there's something about, about um, like the pride of uh, each of the two main men in this. one. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, in in very different ways. That um, it's it 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 seems that that the the women in this the wives are more looking for compromise in a lot of places. Yeah, and so I think on the one hand it can be like okay, well, let's just like compromise, work something out. Yeah, I think also like the 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 problems and the and the stubbornness that the the both of the men have are valid in a lot of ways yeah that makes it really tough (laughs) like i was just saying uh uh, earlier that there's really no good answer because there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of like conflict just between these two families and also Mm -hmm. just between the both of these families and like the structure whether it like um direct or indirect i guess like the actual uh, government ver- or like social mores, right. I guess. Yeah. Um, that make it just yeah, like really tense. But uh, at the same time, there's like moments of compassion that really shine through. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the best example probably is between the two daughters. Um, mm-hmm. But also just like the the main family, each of the parents and uh, the daughter. I think yeah. there's some really like good and and uh, wholesome moments. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Even like between the dads, um, 
like for all of their pride, like you're, you're just saying, and I really agree. I think both of their like kind of main faults throughout the movie and the thing that keeps the conflict going is both of their, their pride, which you're right. Like I is justified in both cases. <laughs> um, but there's even that moment where like the one dad who's being prosecuted, like asks the judge to kind of forgive the temper mm-hmm. of the other one, you know, like I don't, all of them are really capable of seeing how much each of them is suffering in this situation, like regardless of wanting to win or whatever, want, needing to look out for their own family. There's still just a lot of understanding between all of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, I like well, one specific moment that, that really stood out to me was when um, the daughter is brought in for questioning, asking mm-hmm. about the, um, the phone number. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that one hits so hard because the the dad admits to her, you know, a, a few minutes beforehand. I mean, yeah. movie time a few minutes beforehand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that, yeah, he was lying about that. He did. Yeah. And uh, the, I mean, the first thing is that he doesn't tell her what they're going to ask. There's that moment. Yeah, where, I know. Where they're, where they're crossing paths before she yeah. gets in there. And it, you know, it, it's a big step. Like it's a, it's a big moment for him to not tell her. And then also a big moment for her to say what she says. Right. To lie on his behalf. That's yeah. That it, that it's, I don't know that, that moment specifically just really stood out to me as, as me kind too. Of like it, it was like a sigh of relief on the one hand, because I didn't, like, I know. you don't, you don't want him to get caught in this lie, I guess. Right. Um, but also it was just really sad because she has to deal with this. Even I know she's just a kid. There was a lot of moments where I was frustrated because of the pressure that they were putting on this 11 year old mm. child. Um, and that's how the movie ends is with her almost kind of like cracking under the pressure of something kind of different, you know, where they're like, okay, we've been through this whole thing with this other family that's resolved. Who are you going to live with? (laughs) She's like, my God, like, haven't I been through enough? And it's just so hard because this whole movie is about making really, really difficult decisions and weighing so much, considering so much about your own family, your own life, other people's families and lives and how hard it is to make these types of calls. And then at the very end, like the two of them still force their daughter who's just a child into this impossible choice where she has yeah. way too much to consider. And it's just sort of like, Oh, the, that's just the nature of life. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and well, and specifically the fact that the, the first situation getting resolved includes that there, there is a chance for reconciliation between, between yeah. the two. Yeah. That she was, you know, hoping for the whole movie. Right. <laughs> And I think even though we don't see it like explicitly go down, like that's what's implied by that final scene is that yeah, you know, we we see the cause and then the result of it, but we don't see the actual like mm-hmm. tensions overflowing or like decision being made. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we're kind of just like left with that there at the end, and 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 then and then yeah, then then she's forced with the question when. Uh, and I think that that's why it hits so hard for her in that moment is just because like, you know, she was trying to, to help them out and, and get them to, to make things work. You know, the whole movie, right. that seems like her, her biggest like motivation or priority. Right. right. Um, 
and so at the end she loses that that chance that hope and uh yeah and i think that even though you you don't uh see who she, who she chooses it doesn't matter because i think that's that's the biggest consequence of it is that mm-hmm. she has to make this choice one way or the other yeah absolutely which is really quite uh, heartbreaking it is it's really really sad what else is left to say i don't know I felt a lot of anger towards some of the characters at certain points in this movie that almost made me feel guilty by the end. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if you had that experience, but there, I, it's a frustrating watch, you know? And there was a couple yeah. moments where I was like, you guys suck. You're being so mean. You're liars. You're rude. You're annoying. And I was just pissed off at them. And then the further it goes, you know, and the more that's revealed, the more it's just kind of like, man, that those they're just really unfair criticisms, I guess. Like everybody was worked up. <laughs> There's a lot going on. And I don't know. It just made me question a lot of my judgments, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a fair point to make because it's kind of like not knowing the full story, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. How often does that happen in in our, in our own lives, where you just right. have an interaction with someone and and not know like the full context? Yeah, like who who knows what the big reveal could could pop up and change? Yeah, you know, honestly, on, on, on like a situation or interaction completely. You know? Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, yes and no. I think there's a lot of times in movies where I just think like, Oh, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> like, why are they yeah. doing that? But, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I try to kind of just like recognize that, but not let it change how I feel <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> until like all things are said and done. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think some of, some of our, some great stories kind of, uh, deal with like redemption of yeah objectively awful people and those are some of the fun ones but, that's true uh, yeah no i think i think it's 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 hard to completely hate or completely love uh anyone in this movie maybe. yeah for real which makes it so interesting so damn good i guess going forward i definitely want to watch more iranian cinema yeah, me too. Specifically, this guy, Asghar Farhadi, as, as well as Abbas Kiarostami, who's one that I've heard a lot about. Like, I think he was even doing stuff in like the 80s and 90s. Okay. Um, that was a pretty big deal, but I think that's kind of the exception. And it and it seems like this might not be like completely accurate, but it's just as far as I understand it, is that there's been kind of a, a, a bit of a boom. Um, mm in the new millennia of Iranian cinema. And a lot of it comes, uh, despite like oppression of certain ideas of the Mm. government. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, I don't remember who it was, but uh, in Mm -hmm. my film history class, there's a, a a fun point that about how someone, uh, a director who I don't remember who it was. I'll I'll look it up for next week. Okay. (laughs) I had to smuggle his movie in a flash drive, like hidden in a cake out of the country or something. Whoa, interesting. And I was like, huh, wow. That is so cool. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely something that feels like a blind spot with with how much um 
attention has gotten like specifically recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely want to watch more Iranian movies. Yeah, I would definitely like to as well. And uh, yeah, I think this one definitely deserves all the high praise that I've seen for it. Mm-hmm. It really gets nuanced in a way that you don't really see in a lot of places mm-hmm. in this type of story for sure. Uh, that being said, do you have a rating for this one? I gave it a nine out of ten. A nine out of ten. Yeah. What about you? I think yeah, I think it's going to be the same for me. It was really close to a ten. And yeah. It might be in the future, just as I see more stuff like that's c- contemporary. Yeah. And also, like more of this director stuff, I guess maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and better than Color Out of Space. Can't stress enough how much better it is than Color Out of Space. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Sweet. Uh, Is that all we have to say about a separation? I think so. I would really highly recommend go into it, you know, being warned that it is really heavy. I kind of am sad that I watched it on my snow day. As much as I liked it, I'm glad that I watched it in general. It's not, it was a real downer. my very happy day oh no after after christmas yeah roommate christmas it was like, yeah yeah did you watch it after roommate christmas yeah i did okay yeah um so yeah i would just I really recommend it it's like really really good really special yeah i would also recommend this one cool cool all right for next week i would like to do our Shiner nomination show. Nice. Because apparently the Oscar noms come out sometime next week as well. Okay. It might be a little bit before, or a little bit after we would do our episode, but I think the timing works out and uh, it's another week for, for January. That, cool. Um, so I think that'll be cool. I'm going to try to do some different stuff with it, but I'll send you the full list. <laughs> Um, okay. Sort of like categories and all, and just like all the movies that are, I guess, like eligible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we, we can sit down next week and go through all the categories and pick out five or less, five or around five or so for each one. And, cool. and I think uh, it'll be really cool. So we're doing all the same categories as last year and we're adding one for ensemble cast mm-hmm. and uh, one for just m- most. Uh, unique nice we're gonna find a namesake for that do you have any ideas oh no not yet but i can think about it before next week okay yeah let's try to let's try to come up with a fun uh a fun fun name for okay <laughs> that. i think that would be cool <laughs> i think um, so too. i think yeah i, I want to put more effort into it the the shiners i think that would because i think i think that would be a fun like annual thing for us to do yeah i agreed it was so fun last year um yeah and then all of you listeners will be able to vote on it uh starting next week when we do it i'm going to try using google forms okay google forms so um anyone who has like an account with google should be able to just click on the link. I'll put it in the episode description Um, for all the weeks starting next week up until whenever we decide to hand out the awards. And then hopefully some, the votes will like accumulate up and and we'll be uh, make it, make it like a thing. I'm pretty excited about it. I am too. It's going to be really fun. Awesome. So yeah, we'll, we'll set up all of that starting next week and do our nomination show. Um, And we should have wrap up after that. 
And okay, then awesome. maybe we can shoot for one of the first two weeks uh, in February for the book club. Yep. That sounds great. Uh, Cause I started reading it and it's, I got it on the Kindle, so I don't really, I can't have the visual cue to see, but it seems like it's not very long at all. I'm already. No, I, I read it in middle school, so it can't be. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> cool. That crazy. Yeah, so I'm excited cool. about that one, and uh, I have started on it, so. Sweet. I am not, but I will. <laughs> I will be well. Awesome. Sounds like a pretty good game plan to me. Yeah. Much to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, which means all that is left to do for this time around is to recommend an album. Do you have an album to recommend? Yes. I'm excited about this album. I'm going to recommend Illuminations by Buffy St. Marie, a 1969 psychedelic folk album, I suppose. Um nice. This woman is definitely a witch. And I just really <laughs> like that about her. This album is absolutely bizarre um, and magical and mystical and also uh, surprisingly religious. There's a lot of like allusions to like Christianity, Catholicism type of stuff, but also a lot of talk about magic and justice and uh, being rebellious towards those types of things. Uh, so it's, I don't know, just a really, really interesting listen. She's really experimental with her voice, which I really am starting to appreciate more and more. I guess the more music I listen to. So highly recommend. It's really strange. It really goes hard. Nice. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that one. Nice. Cool. Uh, my album this week is called The Head on the Door by The Cure. One of my nice. favorite bands these days this is another Cure <laughs> album. Um, this one is a little more like poppy, I guess. I don't know. I've just been like listening through chronologically, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I have. And I think yeah. this one is, uh, is uh, I don't know, Mark's like a, a, a bit different, uh, like a, a, a switch up from what came before, but really fun in its own way. In its own way, but different way. Very cool. Yeah. So that's yeah. the head on the door, the cure. Love the cure. Great pick. Cool. Uh, so I think that's what we got for this time around. Thanks for listening, one and all. Check out this movie and let us know what you thought of it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, have a great week, one and all. We uh, <laughs> believe in you. And we uh, do. we'll see you next time around. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. See ya. Bye now.